Well, it only took two uh, preview pods on the Kyrie potential trade options before the trade actually went down. And uh, we're recording an emergency pod here on Tuesday night. (laughs) Kyrie Irving just got traded to the Boston Celtics, which seemed absolutely ridiculous i didn't think that danny Ainge would actually pull the trigger just because these two teams i mean they're the two best teams in the east even if this trade hadn't happened they were going to be the two best team teams in the east but we're going to break it down pj initial Yo. thoughts uh this is, it's pretty pretty batshit because it was uh i mean there really had not been any rumors prior to uh, <laughs> today like i mean there was nothing it like came in hot and heavy and then it was done <laughs> it literally was my commute home today i like got in the car and it was like oh there's advanced talks all right went from like the celtics and Cavs are talking about a potential trade between Kyrie and uh, with uh, involving Kyrie and isaiah to they're in serious talks to i got home and it just like uh, I walked in the door I like took my dogs out for a walk and I came in from that and there was a little Woj bomb saying the deal's done like they're on the phone they're finalizing it shout out to Shams too because he was breaking some stuff but Shams was like yeah I mean it was kind of funny that uh cause Shams kind of was like beat Woj to it and then Woj was just like cranked some sh- <laughs> cranked it up and was like alright well Here's this. Woj really, um, he really put his foot on the pedal and was like, all right, deal's done. I'm reporting this first. Yeah. Anyway, but, it, but it's, it's, a- it's absolutely, it's crazy. Uh, let's, uh, let's break this down first from Kyrie's point of view. What, like, the reason he wanted to leave the Cavs is, well, I mean, this is all speculation and, and what's been reported, but Kyrie wanted to be the number one on the team. It he to wanted to be out of LeBron's shadow. And it seems like he does get to be that with the Celtics. He's going to be with some other stars, some other talent. It seems like almost a perfect fit, right? He's going to uh, have LeBron's shadow over him now in a different way. <laughs> he doesn't have to play alongside it, but now against it. Um yeah, I mean, from Ky- the Kyrie perspective, like, as far as a place to get traded to, um, yeah, there's, pr- I don't, I cannot think of another, you know, spot really that he would have, you know, maybe San Antonio, uh, but like any other spot right now where he could have been like automatically slotted in as the number one guy, um, number one scoring option and be on like a contender. Yeah, out of his wish list, there really wasn't anyone else that, like the Knicks and the the T Wolves. He probably, he's probably would have been the number one guy on the T Wolves, but it, he it wouldn't really been his team to carry. It would have been with a few other stars, and that just didn't really Man. seem like it was likely to happen. And uh, he's not in as great of a contending situation at those teams. Like no question, no question. Spurs would have been interesting, but. Here he is on the, on the Celtics, and so he's got to be happy. If we look at this from 
the Celtics' point of view. So, you know, the, the trade is Isaiah, Crowder, Ante Zizic, and the Brooklyn pick in 2018. Unprotected. Unprotected for Kyrie. So let's look at this for, for the Celtics. They're going to roll out a lineup next year of Kyrie Irving – Probably Marcus Smart at the two, although they could play with some uh, Jalen Brown at the two, Jason Tatum at the two if they wanted, and bring Marcus Smart off the bench and play some point. But then they're going to have Gordon Hayward, probably Morris, and then Al Horford at the five, which is pretty nice. It's not a bad – I mean, yeah, as far as uh, – but – yeah, I mean, they're they have... they're they are in a much better spot right now than they were going into the Eastern Conference Finals last year. You think? So? I don't. I'm not like a hundred percent sold because I mean, so for me, I have like two um kind of concerns with the trade from the Celtics perspective. I mean, well, so let's get out of the way for first. One let's... sec, though, because I don't know how you could possibly say that if you're adding Gordon Hayward and you're adding Kyrie Irving, who Kyrie's like one of the best players that you would want in a a playoff series that matters, right? Yeah, but I would say that they've also lost their – in one offseason, yeah, they upgraded offensively at those spots. Um, But you also – now you traded your two premier perimeter defenders uh, in like – one off season, there's not really a replacement. I know we were talking about this as this was kind of going down, but um, I mean, it, this trade to me and like putting Crowder and that Brooklyn pick in there together, to me at least signals like they're very confident in Jalen Brown like turning into um a solid uh, like contributor for them like. At least on the defensive end, like I think they're they're banking on him turning into something nice for them because ultimately, like if I'm looking at it now, you'd almost them drafting Jason Tatum makes less sense to me now than it did. Not not obviously like these things developing is different, but like. I'd say Josh Jackson looks a lot better on this Celtics team now than like with the current Celtics team than how Jason Tatum fits. Um, just because of his defensive upside. I just don't see any like who's I don't know who the lockdown defender is on the Celtics now. Uh, well, they like don't Le- have one. You're LeBron they're, stopper. They're is now hoping playing with LeBron. <laughs> they're hoping that Jalen right. is that guy. So yeah. that's like the big. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna uh, like we just did our pod that came on a monday and like said it then like if you can get a top 10 guy like get a top 10 guy um but i just don't know i feel like they still overpaid though in a way if you look at what the market ended up being for paul george and jimmy buckets like how much more i mean if you're just like did you real? i think that i mean i know they did it in part because of salary um, they had to make the salaries match up, and um, they were kind of handcuffed as far as certain guys they couldn't trade because they signed them this year. Um, so from that perspective, yeah, I see 
It's a little, uh, but um, it does seem like a lot, and that they didn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just it it that was a big chunk of of assets to to move over, and they've for how uh, frugal they've been with giving those up. I mean, this is the player you do it for, but at the same time, it was. Um, I was kind of surprised that like it. I just never really thought I'd see Crowder after like the Jimmy Butler stuff. I just is like I don't. They won't move Crowder and that Brooklyn pick together. They will. They will move one or the other. Um, so that was just like super. And the fact that it was unprotected, it was just a flat out unprotected. Here you go, pick. So, you well, I Cavs had some leverage here. I think they knew. They knew the Celtics wanted Kyrie, and they yeah. they must have just been a lot higher on Kyrie than Isaiah Thomas. But I agree with you. This is an absolute. We were texting back and forth. This was a haul by Cleveland. Um, right. I, I I I. It's you can't not like the trade for the Celtics because they got Kyrie. They got a guy that. I mean, if you look during the regular season and just what they contributed points defense wise on a night to night basis you can make the argument that Isaiah was just as good or even a little bit better than Kyrie Kyrie was now the big thing now is that Kyrie kind of needs to put his money where his mouth is yeah. and and show what he can do being the number one option on a team but um Isaiah it's just like you're so you're getting a guy that averaged 28 points a game last year uh I believe was third team all NBA all-star and he's coming off an injury so i understand that probably played a part in the value here but uh and you're getting a really solid trade asset rotational piece and we'll get to how this helps cleveland in a second but you get him and jay crowder you get a good prospect and ante zizich and then you get let's talk about this number one brooklyn pick for next year what could that be pj i don't i'll tell you this right now uh now that I'm in the business of a of a number one overall pick, I'm gonna be really fucking pissed if my, my man Bagley the third ends up as a Cleveland Cavalier. Uh, I'm gonna be so pissed. So he could be Zion could be like, no, uh, Zion. Well, Zion is an instant replacement for LeBron, so that's fine. Okay. If Le, I just want to know is LeBron still like a hundred percent like I'm out? Uh, well, let's just so let's just talk about this for the Cavs. Yeah, uh, from the because, Cavs' perspective, they accomplished ex- so like last week, which we I don't know if we really touched on a ton, and we kind of went on a little tangents at points. But like the Celtics' goal was to p- make a trade that was without really taking into account LeBron, um, not really planning around LeBron, but something that could help him contend now, but also uh, have something for the future. And that sounds great and all. It kind of sounds like you you want to have your cake and eat it to you know type of thing. And uh, like this does accomplish that though. Like from every perspective, like they got Isaiah, who's gonna be in a contract year. Yeah, he's coming off injury. I just was reading right before we jumped on here. It appears the Cavs are confident that he doesn't need like that. Isaiah is healthy going into this. Like there's no concerns physically um but yeah so you get a guy it's the uh first uh first time ever that there's been uh 
two guys tr- traded for one another that have scored 25 the average 25 points or more um, and then we were traded that following year for one another so it's a from an NBA perspective like this is a pretty historical type of trade um, but yeah I mean from the cast perspective like what you got I don't know what it does if it really changes anything it maybe adding Crowder makes you a little deeper and probably helps you a little bit on the perimeter in perimeter defense um, and <laughs> I'd have to say like you know there was a lot of talk about the Isaiah factor like you know him especially in the playoffs being kind of a non-factor kind of almost a cat like a not casualty I'm trying I'm blanking on the word now uh kind of liability there there we go English nice uh, <laughs> uh kind of being a liability for the Celtics especially in the fourth quarter um but what better guy to kind of like eliminate that than if you put um him with a 6'9 point forward you know whatever like like brown like the brown's pretty much the ultimate guy to be like yeah isaiah can still you know contribute um like he kind of helps eliminate a lot of that those issues uh by having isaiah in that crunch time at points especially on teams that can exploit it but i don't know from a perspective of them going against the warriors how it helps them match up necessarily but um yeah there's a, there's a lot there. I mean, for the, from the Cavs' perspective, I don't know of a better haul they would have gotten. There was none. There was not a better haul that they could like have the gotten. Phoenix, like what the Phoenix package could have been. Yeah, maybe, Josh, but. Josh Jackson, a future first, and Bledsoe is not a better package than this. Right, I agree. Yeah, that's... So... Yep, I agree 100%. Unless you're looking then to the Sixers, who would have to trade something crazy, like throwing in Simmons or Embiid along with Fultz and some picks. Like, there's just not much else there um, other than teams starting to throw in some like really top-tier young talent. Like if you team like the Nuggets were going to put Jokic on the table, which they would never would, or the T-Wolves would put... You know, if Porzingis or if uh, if Porzingis was on the table, actually, maybe we're talking something different. Yeah. Um, if they could have gotten Porzingis from New York, that's an interesting conversation. I'm not sure if that's a better haul, though. Uh, but let's. Uh, I looking at this from the Cavs' point of view, I think they're now better set up to go against the Warriors in the finals rematch in a four P with with this squad. And this is why. Okay. <laughs> so as much Kyrie deserves all the credit in the world for being the fourth quarter go to guy. I mean he he won game seven for them. He is incredible. He was amazing in game five two years ago and he shoot, showed flashes this last year in the finals. Isaiah has not shown the ability to do that yet. Um, but he's, I think that he's got it in him to do some special stuff in the playoffs at the, at the biggest stage. It might not be to the, to the point that Kyrie can, but then if you look at what Jay Crowder brings to them, they can put him on Kevin Durant and LeBron doesn't have to go. He doesn't have to guard Kevin Durant all game anymore. 
that's I think do. is the kind of X factor in this. Not to say that Jay Crowder is going to go shut down KD, but he can exert more energy guarding KD than LeBron can. So they. LeBron's going to have a little bit more rest on the offensive end of the floor. I just think it, it gives them a lot more flexibility with lineups because you can play K-Love at the at the five and LeBron at the four and still have some size on the floor before they were having to play JR at the three and then having Korver or Iman play at two. Uh, and then if you throw D-Rose and all of this, they're going to have a secondary uh, playmaker that's a little bit more competent compared to Darren Williams in last year's finals. So I like this. Like Kyrie, you know, when this trade went down, game seven of last year's finals was on NBA TV. And then it's just like, this would be on TV when this is going down. And uh, it's, it's weird. Uh, and I understand. And I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I see the argument to say that they're a better squad with Kyrie, but if you add Isaiah and you get the best version of Isaiah and you get Crowder, I just think the lineups that gives you and the rest it affords LeBron could be a game changer. Um, so in this scenario, though, who is stop? Who's on Steph and who's on Clay? If you're if you're addressing the Durant defense, like that, not to say that Kyrie was like shutting down stuff, but I think Kyrie more than Isaiah, like Kyrie and, and Steph kind of just canceled each other out. Um, so like then, uh, like I that's just the piece. So of you're it. saying like, that, that that matchup is then a nightmare. You're right. That's just like that. I'm we're just projecting out of that. Like I'm just not seeing how between Steph and Clay, like you're gonna have enough to stop those. Two. Like you've just kind of diverted. <laughs> like you, you you move the the stream from from going from one bad place to another. Like it's not gonna flood your your farm now, but maybe it's gonna it's gonna go down. It's gonna flood. I'm trying to remember that movie that's from, but. Uh, <laughs> It's I know line. what you mean. No, uh, and that and that's a good. You're point. gonna flood your neighbors, you know. Crops. I mean, that, I, you know, like. I think that you've just shifted your problem to like another area. So, but maybe that's like where. Um, I mean, you could make the argument, yeah, if you have Kevin Durant, like you know, focus there, like LeBron can kind of divert some of it. I mean, I will say, from like a spacing perspective, and and just with. Uh, Isaiah being there with LeBron, like Isaiah's def like defensive problems get a er not a race, but they do get some help by the ability of LeBron, some of those other guys to cover, uh, kind of cover up those those holes pretty quickly. Um, and any breakdowns, there there is some opportunity there, but. Um. Yeah. There's just like if I'm just if it's you, if you look it's at, like it's it's gonna work in the East. I just from the from the perspective. I guess if you're making the assumption Dwayne Wade's gonna get bought out, he'll be on the Cavs by the time they play the Warriors in the finals. Like, so we haven't mentioned that yet. That's that's <laughs> well, that's, that's fun. That that's when we're just getting to the point that the N the NBA is getting so ridiculous. Uh, that's crazy to think that D Wade would be another addition onto a roster like this. I mean, come on. I mean, what? 
<laughs> do you, does he start at the two? Does he come off the bench? I think you bet you. I think come off he comes bench. off the bench. Yeah, so your your bench unit is going to be Derrick Rose, <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, Wade, Jay Crowder, Channing Fry. 2010 version of Kyle Corver. That's a starting team in the 2010. <laughs> I uh, mean, D Wade and D or D Wade and D Rose were MVP also, candidates or MVP, you know, winning MVPs like six years ago. Right. I mean, no, it's uh, it's weird. No, it's gonna be. It's gonna. I think more than that. Like this year in particular. Like just looking at the start. It's going to be, like, a really, like, take a few, maybe take a month or two months to really get used to this. <laughs> like, actually. Yeah. It's going to be a weird year. Like we've gotten whiplashed, like, hard this year. Been so spoiled for a few years now. This is so fun. We got spoiled? We've gotten very spoiled with just the amount of trades and all this crazy stuff happening, man. I, I mean, mean, this year was, is unreal i mean it's like in all of it is just like a this is like a jimmy jimmy paul george demarcus Kyrie, all get traded but i'm saying is in some ways like and the number one overall pick yeah and the number one overall pick and um yeah i mean no there's a ton within like the calendar year how much has changed is, is wild um jj reddick is a sixer Chris yeah, Paul's big. on the Rockets. Yeah, yeah, you didn't take Chris Paul's. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, but it's all, but all, uh, all that you just laid out though is like, it I know I'm just being an, I'm just being an NBA fanboy right now. But if you yeah, just really look at this holistically, should. this is it's a two K. We just we just went through one full season of people playing like two K associations. So we got to talk LeBron, about this. Is it and LeBron, possible? Uh, LeBron turned off trade overrides. <laughs> is like, it possible? Is it possible for 2K to re-release the cover with the Celtics yeah. jersey yeah. on? Yeah, they will. They they tweeted something like, "Oops, like messed up" or something. No, they definitely will. Uh, dude, that would be funny with Brett if Favre. it would. Brett Favre, be hilarious if it, would be if it was. If it was a Cavs cover, I would. That would be great. They just, I mean, they just started doing the pre-orders, and so I, I mean, it's a little sleeve. Plus, like, a bunch of people have a. Uh, just get the digital copy anyway now so it's like they can change that <laughs> that's like no problem there right quick little photoshop uh yeah i mean just like when you run through all that yeah it's legitimately it sounds like you played a season on 2k um how many trades and stuff there were and it's but the crazy thing is like for this season it's like something that we should really at least I'm now definitely going to emphasize, like, a lot of this is going to be, like, maybe one year. Like, this isn't status quo. Like, this isn't going to go forward. Like, we could just have this all turn over again next year, which, to me, like, after this trade specifically, I'm just, like, I feel like LeBron has this, like, huge, like, there's something, like, LeBron is doing in the background of all this that's just, like, going to come out, and it's, like, the, um, I almost feel like it's, like, a, a Sherlock episode or, um, some sort of like stupid ass like it's almost like you're in the prestige or some movie where it's just like a twist at the end where you're just like trying to figure this out and then all of a sudden you're just gonna get blindsided by by what actually happens uh because like this is 
there's just there's chaos going on right now as far well, as let's, everything let's, goes. You know, forecasting ahead here, we've got LeBron's going to be a free agent. Paul George is going to be a free agent. CP3 is going to be a free agent. Isaiah is going to be a free agent. Isaiah is going to be a free agent. And there are going to be very few teams with Capra. More trades. So, more trades. And the teams with Capra, for the most part, aren't very good. And these are some stars that aren't just going to go take a bunch of money to go to nobody. I mean... Like, maybe the Sixers show some promise they could try to draw another piece there, but... In general... Like, he's... Teams are starting to get expensive, but uh, like the Nuggets and the T Wolves had cap room. Now they don't. They they spent some money, and they're going to be spending more money to lock in their young guys. Uh, and the Sixers are going to have that same problem here here soon as well. Uh, but this it, is going to be very fun. I can't wait for the for the season to get back. Uh, we're only now. I um, definitely want this. Like I was like, I can wait a few more weeks. Like I'm not not there yet, but. Um, especially since the fact, yeah, the Celtics and Cavs are opening up against each other to start the season, too. Like, you're not going to have to wait very long for anything. Like, it's, um, damn. It's going to be appointment viewing television. Uh, oh, we also have to do a quick shout-out to the uh, NBA and Twitter and just the internet in general. Um so we can all look forward for the next year seeing that picture from AAU of Kevin Love and Isaiah Thomas popping up uh, every so often throughout. <laughs> anytime there's an oop, I think anytime there's an oop from or like a assist from Isaiah to Kevin Love, I'm sure someone's gonna be tweeting that photo out. That photo is gonna I mean, get I... <laughs> a lot of run over the next year. If you listen to this pod, you've probably seen it already, but. It's I've seen it half a dozen times in the last couple of minutes. So it's yeah. Let's say when you hadn't seen it, I showed it to you like what was that four months ago? Yeah, but it's it like May. It, I showed you that. I've seen it during the playoffs. Today. Right. Yeah, I'm just saying like not that many people have seen it before that even like it was just like a I should you saw it in May and you you're pretty you know you kind of I keep the up. NBA. I, yeah, I do an NBA podcast, so I keep up with it. Oh, no way. Me too, man. That's crazy. <laughs> what a coincidence. Uh, uh, no, dude. I just like, uh, that's going to be fun. But, um, yeah, I just kind of think maybe LeBron was like, you know what? Screw, like, uh, sending him to a Western guy. Nah, give him to the Celtics. I just want to. I'm gonna really put that MF in his place, kind of thing. That's just kind of what it almost well, like feels like. Like, and he's that's like, yeah, uh, put him put him on the Celtics. Like, I'll beat his ass on there. I'll perfect opportunity. An, I'll embarrass him on in the highest stage possible for him, whatever. It's an interesting wrinkle that we haven't talked a ton about. Is how big of a part did LeBron play in all of this? And I'm guessing quite a bit. I mean, you know he's, he had to have given his stamp of approval on this trade. He had to have been okay with playing with Isaiah and playing with Jay Crowder. Yeah, I'm sure they got some of his some of his input. I mean, there's just no way they couldn't have. I mean, you know, some word on the street is he might have been the one that made the trade call. Could have. I mean, why? Well, I, I don't really even know. any. I don't know anything about the current GM, so... Uh, I don't think they the actually have a current GM. I think that no, it they might got just, a guy. They got I know. A guy. I know it's his name. 
There's a Kobe name on something. the door. There's a name on a nameplate on a door or something. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, the last thing I guess I've got really for um, whole thing is like from the Celtics though, it's kind of building up towards everything and so now you got your your 25 year old star point guard. Uh, you gotta just see see where that goes, but it's kind of like a, a now you know it's definitely you know a present move, but something you can argue that you know I think they were pretty hesitant on the idea of extending Isaiah, but uh, you know Isaiah would be turned he's gonna turn 29 next year. Like I think they they were way more hesitant to do that then I think they will be in it early it seems like they'll at least have a shot to to extend Kyrie once his oh yeah they'll have the max on the table as soon as they can yeah so um they'll be I mean they will still have they still have Philadelphia's pick so maybe they add one more piece there I mean you see how Tatum develops in Jalen but yeah I almost think it okay you've got your your go-to scorer in Kyrie but I'm uh, and Gordon I, from, Hayward. Gordon Hayward ain't too shabby either. He's no, just he's not. Option but, that's pretty good. But for me now, it's like I like it. Just kind of circle back to where we started with this. Almost, it's for me like watching the Celtics. Um, I'm gonna be focused a lot on Jalen Brown now, though. Like I think he's a real super pivotal piece to all of this. Like, and if they're to me, it seems like they're confident in in his ability and his his developmental track um so that's like a fun little little piece to it but yeah this is a well it's a risk right wild times he's not if he doesn't step it up and if if he can't play big minutes during the regular season like the think about it's not that risky i guess i'm sorry are you gonna run run hayward at lebron no i'm you good luck yeah and well, I, I mean, if they're going to do more of a team defense, I mean, that's their only other hope is they could somehow get to a close enough level to what the how the Jazz kind of played defense last year was like some really good help team defense. Um, yeah, but I mean, it ultimately, it is going to be Jalen Brown's got to step up and be that guy. But um, you know, who who knows? I mean, they might be able to move some stuff around still. Um, come the deadline, you know they might. The there's, I feel like they're at a point where like now they've got at least a, quote unquote like a long term core because I think with this was like, a lot of those the guys they had, there was a lot of questions on like, would they be on the team when, the Celtics were actually contending and. If just in one off season now, like those, a lot of those core guys are. Or no longer. Um. Yeah, and it's and another interesting part of this is that I think that if Kyrie would have been on the trading block when the Celtics were trying to sign Gordon Hayward, who knows what happens there? Because I don't think they trade Avery Bradley. Uh, I think that they would have tried to hold on to Avery Bradley and paired him with and try to deal Isaiah and pair him with Kyrie and who knows who they they end up moving and all of that. But, um, you know, if this lineup is more, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure they'd be playing at the four at this point, but if, if they could have kept, if they could have tech, kept Avery Bradley and paired him right next to Kyrie, that would have been, that would have been interesting. That would have been, 
they would have complemented each other uh, each other really well and i'm not a big marcus smart guy so if they're gonna pay him and how he's gonna fit maybe starting at the two or being the true like backup point guard for them be interesting to see yeah we are uh yeah we're i'm 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 all jacked up now we've i am got, too we got two months we got less than two months before this thing gets rocking and rolling but well hey it uh, looks loose at least i look smart because i said on monday's pod if he doesn't get traded before training camp i didn't think he was going to so i was right about this part happened. but it came very quickly yeah, it's uh, it couldn't just have happened a few days earlier, so we could have done this in person. But hey, I'll take it nonetheless. Absolutely, freaking lutely, my friend. But uh, there will not be a pod for a week and a half, two weeks here, or at least two weeks here. Yeah, um, I will uh, not be around, unfortunately. But uh, I'm sure, hopefully, some cool NBA stuff is going down in the next couple weeks, and PJ and I will be here to recap that uh, once i'm back in town unless um, it's really major then i'll just do a pot of my own hey if you, gotta bring, host, if you gotta bring if you gotta bring in a guest host i'd be fine with that Maybe. you have my blessing uh but we definitely have we got to do a fantasy preview pod at some point here 2k drops in three weeks so we're, we're creeping up on that uh plenty of nba stuff to talk about uh and uh i can't wait it's going to be fun. Yep. But uh, please uh, leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, check us out at pointforwardnba at gmail.com.